Eagle talk? Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Eagle, <laughs> Southwest Division. What do you uh, like? That's a good one. I, I, I like the intro. Wait, wait, am I not allowed to laugh on gonna, this podcast anymore? Are you going to disrespect me? No, we're not allowed oh, to okay. laugh. Sorry, my bad. You're right. This is serious, man. This is a serious podcast. This is real mother freaking takes. And uh, we're not going to swear either anymore. It's a, uh, we're, yeah. We're, we're, this is, is going to be the Southwest. Queen. You know what, Jordan? The people of the Southwest, they don't do that no. shit. Uh, that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. they don't do well, it. <laughs> they don't do it. And we've laughed. They don't do it. Uh, so fuck it all. No, yeah, no, they didn't do any of that. We didn't do any of that. Alex just cut this. Uh, Ray, three, two, one. Okay, everyone. Southwest, twenty twenty two, twenty three. Fuck pre- you. Preview the division. Yeah, uh, interesting division. Uh, a lot of young talent in this one. Uh, some teams that uh, you know could maybe surprise some people. Uh, some some of the highly most highly touted prospects uh, ever are going to be uh, within this division. And uh, you know, without further ado, here, Jordan. I mean, let's talk about the uh, probably the the big dog of this division, or at least has been for uh, for quite some time. But uh, th- this season could be uh, an interesting one. Uh, be- Based on Mr. Ja Morant and uh, his unavailability for the first half of the uh, the 2023-24 season, uh-huh. uh, but the Memphis Grizzlies still have a, a very competitive squad. Uh, obviously, they made that big move with the Boston Celtics earlier on this season, uh, acquiring Marcus Smart in the the Porzingis trade, uh, signing Derrick Rose as well. Uh, you know, kind of fill in these gaps until uh, until Jaw is back. Uh, I mean, all in all, Jordan, I think that my biggest question when it comes to this team is you know can we trust jaw once he's back because at the end of the day this team is solid but without him they're not going to be a contender uh you know they, they've still performed well they've gotten wins without him they've got a lot of great veterans a good defensive game plan uh but you got to imagine you need that superstar with them uh and but the, at the end of the day he's got to find a way to stay on the court so i mean do you think that uh you know John Morant will uh, be able to be trustworthy this year. Do you think we could uh, possibly see him out again? I mean, God, I hope not. Uh, how, how many games is it? Twenty-five or twenty? Twenty-five. I think I, I might be mistaken, but I believe it's forty-two. No, 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 no. Uh, like I feel like it's almost half the season. No, we need to look this up. I need to know now. What is it, Matt? No, no you're right. It is yeah, twenty-five. Yeah. Maybe it should, it should have been forty-two. Well, yeah, that was, everyone was like, "It's going to be half the season," uh, but you know that. Yeah, that we, so okay, twenty five games. Like, yeah, uh, we, we'll see. I I don't know because I thought John Morant would you know when he got those warnings or whatever and he was first suspended and everything. I thought that would be enough to, uh, you know, stop him from doing anything crazy again. But of course he did, and and that's why mm-hmm. we're we're here. So yeah, t- something I, I something could happen again. I I have no idea what uh, I. I <laughs> Like, it, it, it's weird not knowing what, what's going on inside someone's head in a situation like this. Like, I genuinely don't know if John Morant cares uh, about this. I mean, you would think 25 games, yeah. uh, for which I'm assuming he's not getting paid those 25 games, um, you know, would no, would, would be so. a lot of, uh, you know, incentive not just to, to, to fall in line. But, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, how much of a... Uh, rebellious youth, uh, John Morant uh, really is. So you know, I I, I really don't know. Um, but yeah, if if he's able to play, uh, the, the this this Grizzlies team is awesome. But I mean, my thought, mm-hmm. my thought is just like, what what's the hangover from this going to be? Even when he does come back, or like, is there gonna be is something gonna be hanging over this team? Um, 
you know, until until John Morant can prove that, uh, yeah, he's he's done doing, uh, you know, crazy stuff that the league's not going to like, and he is back committed just to playing. Because um, I'm not convinced that it's like, oh, yeah, 25 games are up, and John Morant comes back, and, and it's great. And honestly, my my prediction is possibly uh, that, you know, that the Grizzlies do quite well with, with, with John Morant out. Because, I you know, they, mm-hmm. you mentioned they've got Marcus Smart in there. Who's gonna fill in really nicely? Him and Desmond Bain as a backcourt. That's that's t- two really good defenders. You know, solid kind of fire hydrant guys who can both shoot on the other end and can both kind of handle a bit and go off ball. I, I I like that backcourt a lot. Obviously, I'd rather have John Morant in there, but still, all things considered. Um, and then you've got you know all your other guys you've you've brought along, and in, in, including uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. who. Didn't have the greatest summer with Team USA, but it's still a you know nope, def- no. defending defensive player of the year and really really good NBA player at least. Uh, hopefully Stephen Adams you have back healthy, who's a big missing piece. So you know, you know, and not not just what he brings to the table, but so that uh, Triple J can play that four, which he where he's much more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and would have beat the Lakers with Stephen Adams know, there, big dog of the year for a reason. Um, and then you've got you know Zaire Williams, all these other kind of wing guys, Jake Laravia. Um, all these guys that you've kind of you know found in the rough. So I like what what Memphis brings to the table, even without Jaw. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know they're rolling, mm. they're doing good, and Jaw comes back, and it kind of fucks with their chemistry a little bit. You know, if I was on the Grizzlies, I'd be fucking pissed at Jaw. I'm like, dude, you're yeah, wait, like yeah. they, we only have a certain amount of you know seasons here. Uh, you know, with you as as our as our leader in the NBA, and you've gone and got yourself you know, kicked out of uh, more than a quarter of the games. Like I, and so I, I just wonder if that's going to be awkward or, or, or weird, if there's going to be any animosity or what, but like you would think this big of a suspension would, would send the message to jaw that he should never, never do anything. Uh, you know, uh, never, never pick up a gun again in his life. Uh, at least not on camera. Um, mm-hmm. you know, stay out of the clubs maybe for, for, for a few years, lay low for a bit. Um, you would think that that would be what he's going to do, but I, I honestly don't know. Um, but like, if the team can, if he can come in and sort of just be be an addition, be additive to what I think is already going to be a good team, uh, and if and if there's none of that uh, sort of awkwardness, if he can kind of just you know address the questions the media is going to you know inevitably ask him, um, if he can just you know show up to work and do what he does every day, um, then I I like the Grizzlies. Um, but still, I, I don't know if I'd put them in like my, my top tier of, of teams in the West. I think even though they got Marcus Smart, I, I don't know if that was the move, uh, to, to really push them over the top, even when they have jaw and they've been so close. My thing for them has always been, every time we've talked about it, you got to go out and you got to package up some of these guys for, uh, like a, a, a big time wing, like someone who you can go to. Uh, you know, on on that perimeter, Dylan Brooks. Go, yeah, yeah. Well, someone's got to fill fill his shoes. Um, you know, I, I think that's what the Grizzlies are really missing, uh, and and are still missing from from being that true top tier contender. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the roster, I mean, like you said, when they come back, I do think Job. You know, it'll take some time to kind of uh, amalgamate himself back into the lineup, yeah. and uh, I, I mean, one of the things that I could definitely foresee happening is uh him and marcus smart beef uh <laughs> yeah. because 
Both big personalities. Uh, I, I don't think Marcus Smart is going to take super kindly unless they're doing really well uh, to you know moving into a six-man position because I really don't think Desmond Bain is going to be able to play the three. Uh, I, I just think that would be a little bit much for a small ball. I mean, uh, the guy's like six foot three on a good day, six foot two maybe. Uh, he, he's he's just going to get blown up by he's any big, big but forward, yeah, he's so, still uh, very small. I think yeah. Oh, he's he's yeah. stocky, but yeah, I mean, if you get matched I mean, up looks with like a little baby. or looks, KD, I mean, it, pretty, yeah, it looks photoshopped when I see his tiny little arms. I think there are some mm-hmm. photoshops out there, but still, it looks a bit like a baby. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's he a uh, he's got some baby body. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 it's it's sad because I I've been big on the Grizzlies for quite some time, and uh, you know, I, I I still think that these guys have real championship potential uh if they can get rolling if they can all stay on the court and stay healthy this team when they've been at the top of their game is one of the best teams in the western conference uh and, and if anything you know obviously i i the, the the forward depth like you said is a bit of a concern but otherwise i mean there's no reason that these guys can't be a top three team I, in the west i think their forward depth uh, and, and i think their forward depth is great i just don't think they have like the top tier level of forward like who, who outside of in terms of like I, I, a perimeter, I'm talking guy. more like I guess three. No, that's what I mean. I'm talking more like threes because you got yeah you got John John Conchar, uh, David Roddy, Zaire Williams. You got I mean, Luke Kennard, I guess. Are, but, but yeah, it, but even him, he, I feel like he might be a little too small to yeah, play yeah, three. Yeah. Same kind that's of deal. True. Like uh, it's you need someone who's going to be at least a little athletic, make up for some of that defensive laps. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. That, that that is one spot where I would yeah would really like to see them get a, a bit of an upgrade yeah. in. Uh, but I mean, yeah. Otherwise, I feel like they have a you know well-oiled game plan. They'd be able to you know make a run, and uh, you know I think that, I think that really they they, could, they might surprise some people this year again. Uh, you, it's all going to depend on their health and their wealth, and uh, this is not a team that's had that very often this season. So uh, you know we'll we'll wait and see if they can you know stay on the court and get everything together. But let's uh, uh, let's talk about another team, Jordan, a team that uh, had had a pretty big blockbuster trade last season. Kyrie Irving and uh, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is a, you know, if Top Heavy was a team, you could show them this one. <laughs> uh, it's a an interesting squad. I, I know a lot of people are big on them. I, a lot of uh, off-season moves, uh, you know, bench depth added. All in all, Jordan, I mean, aside from Luka and Kyrie, this team still doesn't really impress me much, uh, and they're not, they're not even Brad Pitt. Uh, it, <laughs> Very it's just good. a Very it, good. It's a it's a it's an odd squad, man. For real, like I, I'm looking like you look at the roster up and down. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. has still found a way to stay on this team. I don't know what he's got over Mark Cuban. Maybe he's got like some really good, good really good neat gadgets and gizmos. He's cooking up, and he wants to keep keep him around. Oh, uh, you know, they signed signed Grant Williams to kind of be a new starter on their squad. And then their bench is, you know, a lot of really great shooters. Uh, you know, they signed Rashawn Holmes, uh, hoping that, you know, maybe he's going to be able to do something. Yeah. They've got Derek Lively and uh, Olivier Maxence Prosper uh, from the draft. Like, they've got a lot of young guys. They've even brought Dante Exum back, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the, t- the team itself has potential to do well. But I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing that's holding them back is Luca and Kyrie are not going to work together. I don't believe it. We saw it in limited time last season. Uh, you know, they, they they were able to do a little bit here and there, and it was only a small sample size. But 
just the way that they played. I said it from the start. I don't think this is a good tandem. I don't think it's gonna work. You know, they both like to have their hands like they're on the ball. Like I, I don't, uh, I don't know where Kyrie comes off with all this. Oh yeah, I know. I love to be an off ball. I love to be an off ball. No, you don't. <laughs> you like to get past the ball, and then, the, the, then you can go and do your ISO. You don't actually like being an off ball shooter or anything by any yeah. means. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely skeptical on just how the 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 top of the the head of this this monster will eat uh, when it all comes down to it. Because uh, I I think that the Mavericks actually have a very interesting construction. But I just don't think it's going to pan out. Do I think they could be sneaky at some point in uh, in the league? Yes, but I I, I got to say, Jordan, I'm I'm definitely lower on this team than I think a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not that high on them either. To to be honest, like I'm 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 still super high. You really don't think Grant Williams as a starting power forward in 2024 I'm, is uh, isn't a great I'm, move? That guy, you know, what? we're talking about baby body. I'm actually I'm actually going to zag. I do think that is. I love that move for them. I love him as a as a starter at the four. I think, I think he can be starting caliber if if a team you know like the Mavericks, uh, you know, which they have kind of shows that they believe in him. Like the guy's still only twenty four and he he hit seven threes in game seven, you know, of a, of a playoff series two years ago against Milwaukee um, to, 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 to send them yeah, over the top. DNPs in and, last yeah, year's he was, postseason. He was. But, uh, you know, I'm going to blame uh, – uh, oh, my God. I literally can never remember uh, the, the Celtics head coach's uh, uh, name. Uh, Joe uh, – give it to me, Matt. Come on. Mazzula. Because it's it sounds so Italian. There's so many different things that come to my uh, come to you're my. You're still head. thinking. You're still thinking. Well, Ime. no, I'm Ime as well. Uh, there's lots of confusion. <laughs> I, I when we were doing we'll be, we'll be when we were later. doing our uh, Southwest preview, I completely forgot Frank Vogel had been hired as the coach of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that was uh, uh, basically new information for me. Um, but uh, Grant Williams, like I, I think he's still got a lot to give. I've always liked him, even like his game. He's the most annoying guy probably I've ever like. You know, th- th- that's that's his reputation, and I, and I get that. But uh, I, I've always liked what he can bring to the table, and I think this type of defensively versatile four is exactly what they've been missing, and one who can shoot is great. I mean, they've had Kleba. Um, he's he's not quite uh, the, the the same as as Grant. They kind of fill a similar role, but I think with with Kleba's height, if he comes back healthy, you could play lineups when both of them are on the floor, and then you've got a lot of big yeah. men uh, big men who can defend but also shoot on the other end. So I think it Grant Williams makes them a lot more versatile. Kleba being healthy is still a super uh, you know important thing for them. It's going to be a question mark. He was a huge piece that no one really talked about last year. Um, and yeah, like, but I, I, I do agree. I mean, Kyrie and Luca, they're, they're playing them together in the backcourt. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but for yeah. anyone new to the podcast, uh, I like my two best players or my, my, my talent to be spread out as much as possible. They've got those guys right next to each other. That just takes away from what they both can do. Um, but I think we had this conversation last year. I think Luca, I think if you're going to have, uh, Kyrie Irving on your team, Luca has to be your small forward, uh, in essence. I think you, mm-hmm. if you're gonna go go all in with this, um, you know, two guys in the backcourt. I think you got to throw another guy in there between them, another small guy, and then you can still have you know two bigs out there. But this idea that you're gonna play Luca and he's always gonna have the ball, and then Kyrie is gonna be at the two, and then you're gonna throw someone uh, like like Josh Green or Jaden Hardy, these kind of um, you know unproven guys, uh, you know. It, it, 
in more of like an off-ball four role or, or sorry forward role. I think you'd be better off um, just throwing out like a more proven shooter uh, in that two spot. Like you've got Seth Curry again now. Um, you, you know, you've, you've, you've got other options, even to, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. I know it's kind of semantics between the, you know, are you a shooting guard or are you a small forward? But I think telling Luca, no, Luca, you're the forward. You're going to have to defend, uh, the threes, uh, because you actually got some size. Uh, otherwise we get burned, uh, a lot of the time, uh, you know, with, with trying to defend, um, the uh, other wing players with, with those smaller guys I mentioned, um, and, and I think Luca's going to have to step up to that challenge uh, and, 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 you know, crashing the glass is going to be important for Luca as well. He's a good rebounder, but, the, but, you know, they need that help. The front line of the Mavericks has never been that big. Um, so I think, I don't know if, if he can kind of buy into that, uh, playing up a little bit, then the team makes a little bit more sense. But I think ultimately mm-hmm. Luca wants to be a point guard, uh, more than anything. Yeah, um, and that's say, what he, he is. He, he's not doing any of that. Well, shit, I mean, man. He, he like he 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 needs the ball in his hand. Like I, I I'm borderline ready to start calling him ball hog. Like he, I, I think this season I'm I'm ready. Like I'm 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 ready to start being like a Luca hater. I'm not gonna lie. I, the way he plays, too, the the attitude he has, like he he, whines he does, like he's great. He's a great player, but yeah, he's kind of being a bit of a diva lately. And uh, yes. I I mean the way that he he plays is not like team friendly. Like yeah. you said. There's no reason he can't again. When he broke into the league, he was like a shooting guard, small forward. He only became a point guard because he was ball handling so yeah. much and wanted to run the offense and have the ball in his hands for every single play, so he could either shoot or get an assist. Like I, I, I don't know if I'd call him a stat patter. I think he does earn the most yeah. of the time, but I, I, like he's he's kind of you know just as much at fault here as Kyrie is, uh, if not yeah. more. Uh, you know, for because because he really hasn't tried to. Give him a chance to you know lead the squad either. Uh, you know he's pretty much just said I'm gonna keep playing the exact same way. I don't give a fuck if you're a All NBA point guard. Uh, you know you're you're just gonna have to live in my shadow. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a really weird uh, weird situation, and uh, I I could see this blowing up pretty quickly. Yeah, I could too. Um, you know, but but at the same time, like I do see a bi- a bit of an upside for these guys. Like if they can work that out, like whether or not. They take my advice. Uh, Jason Kidd probably won't. He usually doesn't. But like, if Luca and Kyrie can just get a little bit more on the same page, which I think they're they're actively trying to do before this year. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. that's the whole goal of of those two. Um, now, what what both of those guys say and what they do is often very, 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 very different. So, I, I who knows? But if they can figure it out a little bit, uh, you know. Th- the rest of their teams, again, there's no one to be super excited about, but they, they've got, you know, sort of technically the pieces that sort of work around those two. Their center depth is still uh, kind of crazy. I mean, we'll see, you know, Derek Lively, uh, who they drafted out of Duke, is now their their tallest guy by far, and, and he, he was a, a beast defensively, so maybe he can come in right away and help. I, I do like... Uh, Maxence Prosper, who you mentioned, I think that was a great pickup for them. Mm-hmm. So they they've got some some young guys who can be interesting, but like yeah, I mean it's just it's hard to be that high on on the Mavs when you've got the Luca Kyrie question and you've got so many other teams with so much more talent, uh, you know, around their stars. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 hard to be that high on these guys. Well, uh, I mean, Jordan, another team that, uh, you know, I want to mention, you know, a guy who's uh, kind of come under scrutiny. I mean, I think this is kind of how 
the theme of this division preview is uh, kind of being we're honing in on these these top dogs in the each of the teams in the division but yeah. that really is kind of the story i think and uh not, none maybe bigger uh and i don't mean that in a literal sense but i mean you could make it in a literal sense uh but zion williamson and uh, the, the new orleans pelicans uh i mean this is a, a team that you know I, I was huge on for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I thought could could make some potential noise. Uh, you know they they've they've done they've done my bank account well, <laughs> and uh, sure. at the end of the day, Zion really hasn't been a part of that at all. Uh, obviously, everybody knows his inability to to maintain his health. Uh, you know, there's a speculation about his body weight, uh, his fit with the team. Yeah. He wants to go to the Knicks, and he doesn't want to go to the Knicks, uh, and. At the end of the day, I really think that this team is being held hostage by him, but I don't think that it's really like a hundred percent on Zion. Uh, you know, I think like sometimes when you're injured, you're injured. But I, at this point, I think that they need to find a way to, you know, I don't know if they can reconstruct his deal or again, like we kind of that was rumored uh, at the beginning of this off season, and we were also excited for fucking trade him. Yeah. Uh, because at this point with Zion, like the the, the team cannot progress; they can't evolve with him. Still, just sitting around on the shelf collecting dust, and uh, you know, I I don't foresee really anything different happening until I can see him play like 65, 70 games in a season. This is just going to be how they are. Like they are so limited in their upside. They gave him a big deal, and uh, you know, like I, I still think they've got a really deep roster. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of guys. They, they've got a lot of injury troubles right now, which is you know ironic because I think it's a lot of these guys who have had to kind of maybe carry the load while Zion's been yeah. out. Uh, you know, uh, I know Trey Murphy. Uh, you know, hurt has a knee injury. He's going to be out for some time. One of the, their top young prospects, yeah. uh, CJ McCollum, not getting any younger, even though he can't. He's coming off a great season. Uh, Brandon Ingram, hoping to find his All Star form again. But I mean, like, there's a lot of guys on this team that we can be big about, and you know, we can be excited to see them come come out there. But unless you know, one of these young guys is going to come out there and just you know ball out and be like a, an emerging uh, you know running mate for Zion to work with I, I I'm just skeptical about you know who's going to be suiting up for this team and you know how well it's all going to work once it's uh, you know translated to the court because uh, you know for the past three four years uh, it's like you know it's pretty much like a different team when Zion's out there uh, for better or for worse so I, I'm I'm interested to see what you think but I mean at this point, I, I, I just it's, I, I, I can't give this team really any credit until I can see Zion out there for an extended period of time. At this point, yeah. I think you know they're kind of just fucked to be a a play in play in tournament team, and that's that's about as good as you get. Yeah, I mean, I I fully expect uh, um, David Griffin to drop some sort of inst- like on media day, uh, you know, be like, oh yeah, Zion's out for the next two years. By the way, did I not? Uh, yeah. Mention, you know, he. he Stubbed his toe. Choked on a subway <laughs> foot long. Matt, come on. Um, yeah, I mean... Steak and cheese. <laughs> there's, like, yeah, I just, I don't trust him. I don't trust this organization to handle him. Uh, I'm talking about Zion. I just, I just, it's, 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 it's become such a, such a mess and so much, so much of it not about the basketball. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it sucks. Like, he's still only 23 years old, which is kind of insane um so yeah feels like we've been talking about this fucking guy and his injuries and <laughs> since his weight and 2008 stuff for 10 yeah. years yeah so like uh, you know there's 
if if if, if there's there's a chance that he has put or or he can put this all behind him, whatever. A la Joel Embiid, other guys who started their their careers with really bad injuries and then have sort of got better at managing mm-hmm. them. There's just no real evidence that he's been able to do that yet, and he's still in the vicious cycle of okay, I'm injured now, I'm out of shape. Let me play myself back up to get into shape. Oh, I'm injured again. You know the 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 cycle continues. I don't really know where he is at at that cycle right now because you know I know the reporting or you know the 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 consensus is you know could be oh he's ready to go by the season. I'm gonna wait until I'm gonna believe it when I see it when he's actually out there on the court. Um, and and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to wait to see if he can get through that first twenty games. Uh, you know that first because you might eventually get to a point with with if you're Zion if you get you know again still a very young guy but you could get to a point where he's like. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start kawaiing this. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna play any games that I yep. don't feel like I really need to. I'm gonna rest to preserve my body, and then that's a whole other can of worms you have to deal with as an organization. It's so yeah, annoying. I don't, I don't think he falls under the. Uh, I don't think he falls under that start and then he starts no, sitting no. rule. So because uh, I don't think he's uh, he was all. I think he's all. He's an all star. He was an all star one season. Think, correct. Might have been yeah, his first I don't, year. Or a second. Yeah, like which would have been his like it wasn't his yeah it would have been his first full in yeah, quotes yeah, yeah. year. I think so. Uh, so his second season, uh, which would have been that was two years. I don't know. He I don't think he I think he might be able to find his way out of this. He might be oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the yeah the Zion thing. It's just it's just a huge what if. It's a huge question mark, and it does completely change the outlook of this team because, like. You got you got Zion to throw out there at at, at the four. Uh, I, you know I think he's he's big enough. He can play the small ball five if you wanted to roll out him, Ingram, Herb Jones, and then a couple guys in the backcourt. That's a really interesting lineup. Him with Jonas out mm-hmm. there for as long as Jonas is still on this team. That's an interesting big physical front line. There's so many things you can do with Zion, but when he's not there, this team becomes. Just yeah, kind of just like a frisky little team, very dependent on Brandon Ingram scoring you twenty five per game. Um, still not the mm-hmm. you know the, you've got C J McCollum as the team's uh, point guard basically, unless you you want to throw you know Alvarado out there into the fire. You've got other young guys, but not really a true reliable uh, you know traditional point guard. Uh, so there's there's a lot you know and you've got Ingram who who likes to handle the ball and do that sort of thing, so that kind of mitigates it. But there's still just Without Zion, just this team is very meh, uh, and it's and it's hard for them to 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 you know really go out there and win. Like it's, I I, I like the young pieces they have. Uh, you know, you mentioned Trey Murphy. We both really like him. I still like even a guy mm-hmm. like Dyson Daniels, who's just not got a lot of play down there, but you know who's who is a a, a high pick for them. Um, so you've yep. you've got a lot of interesting thing guys, but like. I, I think if you are uh, Memphis, you've got – or sorry, not Memphis. Uh, Memphis is on the brain uh, in terms of like a mitigation strategy mm-hmm. for your – your uh, whether or not your – like you don't know if your star is going to be there. I think a similar thing needs to be taken with New Orleans. Unless you're going to trade Zion, it's better if you just imagine that Zion's not there and he's just a cherry on top when he comes. But otherwise, build your team as if he's not there. And I think the best thing to sort of connect all these pieces – is bringing a real ass point guard. You said you mentioned Drew Holiday. You know, is connected them to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I think it would be perfect. Like the Pelicans already have too many young guys. They do not need all of them. The Blazers are going to be looking for for young young guys. You know, on good on good cheap contracts. Um, so I think there's something that you could work out. You obviously don't want to give up too much, but I think 
if you had Drew Holiday as a defensive anchor in the backcourt, someone who could handle the ball, um, and someone who could, yeah, sort of connect all of these pieces, um, you know, including someone who could bring the ball up, get it to Ingram so he could play a bit off ball, you know, more than he has, um, I think... I think it'll be. I think. I think that would be smart to do something like that. Make some sort of move, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I. I think. I think if these guys just stand pat and think, oh, you know, we were we were first in the West last year when Zion was playing. Uh, you know, I think it's just you're you're playing with fire. Like you could get away with it if you finally get Zion's first fully healthy season. But yeah, as soon as he goes mm-hmm. down, I just think they 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 just don't have nearly enough. And and I think they they see them. I think the Pelicans see themselves as. Uh, one you know a, a playoff lock like one of the top teams in the West, but um, the, you know the reality is as as constructed now, it's probably more likely that as you said they're more of a a play-in team than they are uh, you know top tier uh, at real contenders. Well, uh, we'll keep a close eye on Zion and the boys, see if they can uh, figure this one out, uh, or it'll be another uh, tumultuous season full of uh, ups downs and question marks uh, surrounding the squad, but. Uh, to move on to a team that really backed the Brinks truck up in the offseason. The Houston Rockets, uh, you know, poaching Fred Van Vliet from the, the Toronto Raptors, signing that uh, that mega deal, uh, as well as acquiring Dylan Brooks, drafting Cam Whitmore and Amon Thompson. Uh, this is a team that has a lot of, you know, it's, it's I think the on-court product of this team will be exciting. Yeah. I don't think that they are going to win many <laughs> games at all. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, you know anything here uh, indicates to me that uh, you know that it's going to be an improved rocket squad. Like, sure, you bring in Fred VanVleet, uh, the you know the the one-time All Star, and uh, you know Dylan Brooks, who's uh, been a key member of uh, you know these Grizzlies teams um, in the past that we've talked about uh, earlier that uh, you know have been successful, and you've got uh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. are both like highly touted prospects, but I just don't. I haven't seen enough from any of those young guys to indicate that this team is going in the right direction. I don't. I, I said it before. I, I think that you know Fred VanVleet got the money. Good for him, man. I get it. Like uh, you know, go, go chase the bag and everything. You know, get that generational yep. wealth. But does he really make this team that much better? Mm, probably not. Uh, like he's not going to will this team to you know a winning season. They're not going to like this team. There's no fucking way this team is above 500. No chance. Really? I, I really put that's my life hot, on. I think that's no a hot chance. Team. I think that's well in the no West chance. maybe. Uh, It'll be, it will be tough. It'll and be tough. hey, and I mean, I thought maybe uh, they would have a, a a little bit of a chance here uh, potentially, but then uh, the Kevin Porter Jr. decided to uh, you know go on a rampage. I think that's, uh, I think people, that's a so. plus. I think they're not going to miss him. Honestly, I think it's better that he's just gone. I think it's better for the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah for for sure. And uh, I, I mean that like, but but I mean as a talent perspective, you want to look at it from there, like. He he was one of their their key contributors uh, yeah. as a guard. Would have probably been uh, you know their their top six man. Like they they, they did lose a, a decent piece for their uh, for their pie. But yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm just not sold on this team. Like I, again, I was really big on Cam Whitmore coming into the draft. Uh, Tari Eason I think has shown uh, you know some 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 kind of flashes last yeah. season, yeah. but uh, you know not not nearly enough for me to take this team seriously. I love Alperin Sengun. I really mm-hmm. think that he might be. The guy to, to build around on this team, if I'm being 100% honest, kind of a little baby Jokic yep. over there. Um, but uh, otherwise, like, I just don't see, like, this is just one of those teams where it's, again, you, you decided you were going to be the big spender in uh, free agency, and now you have this team, and 
I, I mean, time's only going to tell what kind of, uh, you know, identity they have. But when you look at this team as a whole, it's like, okay, well, you have a bunch of young, unexperienced guys who a lot of them have had attitude problems already in the yeah. past. Then you bring in Dylan Brooks, who is just the epitome of, you know, running his mouth, uh, attitude problems. Uh, you know, we love you, Dylan, uh, <laughs> but it, it is true. You're a bit of a mouthpiece. Uh, and then you get Fred Van Vliet, who... I'm not really sure. Is good. Like I, I mean, I don't know if anyone else paid attention to the Raptors' season last year. He doesn't really give a fuck about the the young guys. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about giving them any kind of play or anything, which is ironic based on uh, you know how he got yep, his start yep, in the yep. NBA. Um, but uh, I, I, I just don't feel like that. I think people think that Fred VanVleet's going to come into this like this uh, this wise sage master, <laughs> and he's going to help them out. In reality, he's going to shoot hop 30%. Up probably 25 shots a fucking yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, these guys aren't even going to see the light of day. Uh, We're so doing our guy I, dirty. I, Come I'm, on, he got a finals MVP vote for us, I'll, man. Don't, don't, don't be this did, X. But, uh, don't be that, this X, man. This is, uh, this is different, man. This is, uh, this is now. We're talking about now, man, not four uh, years that's ago. True. That's true. Uh, but uh, all in all, man, I, I, I'm saying right here, right now, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this season. Matt, I'm zagging. I'm zagging big time, bitch. Uh, wow. This might I might even circle this as a potential, uh, you know, for, for our bet. Uh, I would not be surprised. Mm, yeah, I would not one. be surprised if the Rockets snuck into that 10 seed, baby. Uh, snuck into that uh, no last chance. playing spot. No maybe way. even the 9 seed. I think every move that they've made has just in my eyes made them a completely different team like i can't really judge them because the balance has finally shifted between young guys running everything and and actual veterans like adults in the room who know what they're doing not only they get dylan dylan brooks and 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 fred van vliet they got freaking jeff green in there as well they've got uh you know an mm-hmm. uh, an older ish guy and you know aaron holiday um and 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 i'm counting Ime Udoka as like a vet coming in, like he's a coach who's not going to take shit from anyone, uh, and that's not no shade to their you know their previous coaches that they've had, but these young guys have kind of hey, run man. amok. What, um, what I hear about Houston, this guy's going to be distracted. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, yeah, certainly off the court things to to look at, but you know, on on the court, Ime he's. He's going to uh, whip these guys into shape. Uh, I, I, I really think he's not going to take any shit from anyone, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, like Jalen Green, who's going to want the ball all the time. I think if he if he's going to uh, sort of, you know, go outside of the game plan, I don't think Ime is going to have any issue benching him because the, the, the organization, you know, the front office has clearly said, look, we want to be we're making these moves to kind of be taken seriously now. We're not going to, you know, just just sort of take the directives of these young guys anymore. We 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 want to go and actually make some noise. And I think given, you know, what what they've done, I I really think they could. I my prediction too is that Jabari Smith Jr is going to have a crazy leap in his second year. I think he was just so I like I I I was never that high on him in terms of his total upside potential, but like as a four mm-hmm. who can shoot it and defend uh, like I think, you know, I, 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 I thought he was going to be really good. And, and last year he just never got into the flow of things. There were too many, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many other idiots, uh, taking dumb shots. I don't think he ever was able to mm-hmm. sort of get off the ground. I think this year with Fred Van Vliet, who, who knows how to run an offense with, with other guys and Ime Odoka who knows how to get people involved. I think Jabari Smith is going to have a huge year. And you mentioned Shangun. I love him too. Smith and Shangun in that front court, that's a lot of size, a lot of skill. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know they're both young, literally 21 and 20 years old. But I just think, I, I, I don't know. It, like, it, I haven't even got also to the guys you mentioned as well. You know, Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, these guys that I think in, in, in Thompson's case is ready to uh, contribute at least on the defensive end right away. And on Whitmore's case, the, mm-hmm. the opposite, is ready to go out and hit shots right away. I just think, you know, and they've got Lawndale as well, uh, you know, from from uh, from Phoenix, uh, who's going to be another sort of big body yeah, in there. He's poopy. Um, they've still got uh, my, my my boy Boban, uh, if they ever need a a, a very tall, <laughs> lanky guy to throw out there. So, like six minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, all those guys you mentioned. Like, I'm just I'm just a little I'm a, I'm just more I'm higher on the the veteran moves that they made, even though yeah, Dylan's a bit crazy. Uh, you know, he, he just put 40 on the USA's head. Uh, he was incredible for Canada. So maybe he's, you know, uh, maybe he's turned a corner and, and, and maybe he'll have a hot shooting year. Hey, It'll make it all worth it for No for Canadians on this team, man. No no other Canadian so, blood. Fred Van Vliet's the closest 100%. thing. 100%. He is an honorary Canadian. Uh, so, you know, it, it feels like we've mm-hmm. got two, uh, two of our own who joined this team. And, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think th- this is finally the best environment for the young guys to actually learn but also to thrive a little bit like i think udoka is going to put each guy Mm -hmm. in the right spots to actually um you know succeed and and yeah with with kpj he was a he was you know on the basketball court he was a useful piece for them he was an intriguing prospect but i think if i'm houston get him he should never step foot back in the toyota center or whatever the fuck it's called i i think He's, it's good. I, I would be shocked if he. Well, I just think does. it's good riddance. He was there was too many cooks in the kitchen anyway. Not to mention the the fucked up thing that he did. That should be you know go go without saying that he shouldn't be on the court. But I wouldn't even be losing sleep over it in terms of the basketball fit. I think mm-hmm. it's better. You know, you bring in Fred Van Vliet. You've got other guys who can handle the ball. Um, you know, I'm I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm play it play in is the ceiling for these guys. I'm not predicting it right here and right now. I'm not, but I think. Um, I don't think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think they're going to be a tough out, and I think by you know by the end of the season, you know after the All Star break, it's going to be kind of like oh shit, we have to play the Rockets. These guys are actually uh, these are, these guys are going to compete. It's going to be tough. They're not going to be you know they're not going to roll over. Um, and and you know there's very few teams like that in the West, unfortunately. So it's going to be tough for them for you know for them to actually be competitive. But I I don't think. I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, easy pickings for anyone by any means. Well, we'll uh, we'll clip that and we'll, uh, we'll you, send man. it back to you when I'm, uh, my my bankroll's bumping. But uh, the the final team in the Southwest Division, uh, an intriguing team, uh, but uh, you know, one that really is uh, just a one man show coming into the season uh, in the sense of at least uh, hype and excitement. Victor Wembanyama and his San Antonio Spurs. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a new day in San Antonio, and it's uh, it's all behind this Frenchman's fingers. <laughs> uh, I, this squad is, uh, you know, they've they've kind of shed their experience. It's all youth, baby. It's all these young pups looking to kind of prove themselves and you know start this rebuild off uh, legitimately uh, because you know they, they, they've made some picks in the draft that have really not been anything uh, you know extraordinary so far I mean Devin Vassell Keldon Johnson two guys who have uh, you know done decently but in pretty much meaningless games yep. uh, they, they, they signed a couple uh, you know young uh, young a uh, couple proven uh, veterans uh, Reggie Bullock they, they still have uh, Zach Collins uh, they got Chetty Osman yeah. which I My didn't man. even realize which that was, was kind of awesome uh, Cameron Payne which I believe uh, you know he's going to be on his way out soon uh, but they still have uh, Devonte Graham I know he's injured but this team is kind of like a 
I would say like the poor man's Rockets. Like I feel like they're maybe two or three years away from making the moves that uh, the, the Rockets yep. have. And uh, all in all, Jordan, I mean, I said I was low on the on the Rockets. I don't. Th- I think the Rockets have some expectations. That's why I was being a little harder yep. on them. The Spurs. Really, this is just going to be a year to, to get Wembenyama's feet yep. wet. And uh, I think that's really all they should look at because their roster is horrible. Yep. Uh, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, San Antonio Spurs fans uh, don't expect to see any playoff uh, returns anytime no. soon. Uh, keep looking at those top prospects, see who's coming up, who's the next wave, because that's who you need. Uh, th- this team has no nobody on this team that strikes fear into my heart. Uh, I mean, again, Wembenyama, uh, once, once I see it in the NBA court, I'll believe it. Uh, you know, I'll buy into that hype. But like I do with any rookie, I'm not. I'm not buying stock in any rookie until I see them out there at the, in a real regular season game. Because at that point, all the hype, all the smoke, it doesn't matter. We've seen guys come into the NBA with uh, you know a million followers and uh, you know people saying they could be a, the next generational player, uh, and then they flame out within a couple seasons. So uh, yeah. I, I just want to see him put it all together. Uh, that that's what I'm looking forward to most. Uh, but but otherwise, I mean. All these other guys have to grow as well. Uh, none of these guys strike fear into the hearts of anybody, and uh, you know this is, this is going to be another you know sixty loss season, uh, fifty five loss season for the the Spurs. But uh, at the end of the day, they've got some young guys to develop, and I mean that's really all you can be uh, you can be thankful yep. for that. At least you got some young talent that uh, has some promise, some potential. Yeah. yeah, I'm zagging, Matt. Number one seed in the West. No, just kidding. I agree with you on this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be good at all. Uh, because I also don't think they're even going to play Victor that much, like in terms of how I, they're they're not going to value winning enough to to put him out there any more than the doctors kind of recommend. I think he's going to there's going to be a lot of resting, maybe not technically, you know. Uh, I, I think he doesn't fall under the well. He he clearly doesn't fall under the rule as a rookie, so I think they they can rest him whenever they want. But even just within games that he plays. Mm-hmm. They might just give you know put him out there just in little spurts, see what he does. I'm kind of annoyed by that. I I, I hate I hate this idea that we have to do that for for this guy. Like oh we just have to t- like can we go back to the 80s where you know Michael Jordan just came in as a rookie, played every single minute of every game, and it was and it was fun. Uh, you know I I would like to see that, but I you know. I get it's 2023, whatever. We're going to bring this guy slowly along. That's fine. Hey man, yeah, I'm I'm not. This is supposed I'm to be not, the best. Uh, ever. I don't think I'm alone in this camp. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't think you'll disagree with this. Like this guy, like I'm genuinely concerned for him when he gets out on the court and he's playing at the NBA pace. Like I think he's gonna have a lot of injuries throughout his career, man. I just find I feel like when you're that big, it's just well, inevitable. Yeah, and, and I get that that's what they're trying to do to mitigate that, but like, you know, it's kinda like, you know, trial by fire type of thing. Like if you ever want him to be out on a yeah. you know uh, high pressure, you know, uh, a bunch of playoff series, you know, you got to win four in a row to win the championship, uh, you know, which they all expect, you know, everyone expects him to, to get to that level at some point. Like you, you might as well just throw him out there. Like I, I, I yeah, I, I don't like this idea that you have to baby a guy, slowly bring him along. It, uh, it kind of makes me sick. Honestly, it's what everything I hate about the modern NBA. Um, puke. I will puke. Um, but it is what it is, whatever. But yeah, because of that, and especially because of that, this this team is not going to be good whatsoever. There's 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 absolutely no way. Um, but like outside of that, outside of the the Wemby question, 
I just think there's a lot there's a lot of guys that I'm just not sure about. Like I would say the the closest guy I'm I'm sure about is Devin Vassell, who's still young and a really good mm-hmm. shooter and got good size for the uh, he's got good size for that for for the two guard position. I've never been a Keldon Johnson guy. Keldon Johnson's gonna have to show me that he's actually uh, can can do something other than put up meaningless scoring numbers on a team that's terrible. Uh, I, I just I, I've I've never really got the hype around him. I could be proven wrong. Again, still still only 23 years old, but uh, I I I think this is a, a, another season to sort of test how he does. I feel the same way about, you know, someone like Trey Jones. Like, is Trey Jones good enough to be a starting level point guard in the NBA or even a good backup point guard? This is this is a question I, I still need answered. I'm not, I, you know, he's uh, obviously, you know, not as good as his, his older brother, but is, you know, w- 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 was good at Duke, you know, showed he can do some things, but hasn't really translated that effectively uh, into the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, you, you, the, the, I, I'm sure Pop's gonna play a guy like Malachi Branham a lot more this year. Um, but you've got, you've got uh, Sochan as well, who, who again, I like, but you know, everyone's like, oh, he's the perfect glue guy next to Wemby, and I'm like, is that true, or are you guys just being nice because he's not very good? <laughs> like he just, he's 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 a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. He can do all, a lot of things, but not. But he's got the Rodman. He's hair, got the man. Robin hair. Everyone loves. Well, it. he does. He's but, but like I, I, he's got good size. I, I like theoretically what he brings to the table. But again, it, it's hard to bring out a guy with almost no offensive skill. Um, you know, unless he's really, really good as that kind of bulldog guy, will do everything kind of a PJ Tucker type. But even PJ Tucker, uh, someone like that, really needed to learn how to effectively hit a corner three. And Sochan's just shown he's just so raw still. So. Even their young guys. It also meant he had to go and play, and uh, he had to go play overseas for two, three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Because he was literally out of the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard. It's hard to, to make it as that as that type of player. So, yeah. I mean, I I just don't. I I I obviously, Victor's you know the most exciting prospect we're going to see going into this season. But as a as a like. As a team outside of that, in terms of young prospects, I just don't really know uh, what what we're gonna get, what we're gonna see. Uh, there's just a lot of question marks. So, so because of that, yeah, these guys are not gonna be good, uh, and and it'll it'll take a while. They're gonna have to, like, you know, it, it'll be exciting for them though. I think it's cool to not be good again, to get another really good prospect yeah. next year. Hopefully, someone who who has more sort of star upside potential next to Victor, because you can be as good as you want. LeBron James couldn't win on his own. Michael Jordan couldn't win on his own. Mm-hmm. You needed another star level player before you can actually win. And I know you know that might be getting ahead of yourself a little bit if you if you're the Spurs, but you know, might as well might as well try it. Might as well you know if if you are going to be bad, dip down, you know, dip back down into the uh, the, the the lottery um, and uh, and pick someone up. Um, so so yeah, it, it, they're going to be bad, and I think that's okay. Well, uh, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk what you guys think of uh, our, our takes for the Southwest Division. And more importantly, give us your takes. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. And uh, we will be back on Friday. Right. Hold on. Nope. Let me do my. Let me get my crystal no, ball out. This is the third. No, nope, we will be back Monday. No, we will be back Monday, George, because this is ahead of time. We're recording in the past. We're talking to people of the no, future. Know, There's so much stuff that we don't okay, know. Okay. Uh, because I this, this was the, we're going to have two. No, this one will be this one will be way after our Thanksgiving, man. Uh, 
the Canadian the, the, Thanksgiving. The, that yeah, is, yeah, uh, sorry. We, you'll, you'll see, man. Don't worry. You'll see. Wait, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt yeah, I have a question. Man. Am I crazy? Go for have it. Have we talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, we did. When? Yeah, yeah. Northwest, the very first episode. Very first episode of this, uh, this season oh, we, yeah, did. we did. We talked with SBA we and Giddy we and the did. boys. Okay. We did, man. We got Giddy okay. with it. We did. Uh, Sorry. Don't worry, man. Thought we left out OKC. Okay, we have... Re- yeah, we've officially wrapped up the Western Conference we uh, as well, so uh, you know uh, that we're halfway done. Uh, get get ready for the uh, the Eastern Conference now. Uh, to, this is going to be a, a a bloodbath season for them, so you won't want to miss it. Uh, so get ready for the next episode of Big Dog Ball Talk every Monday and Friday uh, for Big Dog Ball Talk. This is Matt Acorn, Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says, uh, Monday, Friday, you know, I, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but uh, happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Uh, in the future, I hey, say to you, uh, yeah, we're, we're recording mm-hmm. uh, uh, ahead of time. I'm going on a little uh, a little trip, uh, go, go, go to go and see Boston, New York, uh, the fall colors. Round right. trip. Um, but uh, happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Uh, what are you grateful for? Thankful for. Uh, Thankful, grateful. Uh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough these days. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, just play us out, Alex. <laughs>